0: Welcome to Simply Woke, a podcast about awakening experiences. These are transformative events that connect us to our spiritual selves and personal truths. I'm Alessandra Johnston, and each week I speak with a new guest about how they woke up, or I share lessons learned from my own awakening journey. hello and welcome to Simply Woke. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Alessandra Johnston and I am your host today. Today I am speaking with me. It is a solo episode. Why? Because I like doing solo episodes and they're fun. So the last solo episode I did, which was episode 15, I spoke about recognizing who we want to become and then embodying that aspect of ourselves. It was to really help us make our resolutions come to reality. And I'll be honest, I haven't been doing the embodiment experiment like I said I would. It's not that I don't want to, it's just that I got a little stuck and here's why. So there's two areas of growth that I am committed to working on this year. And one was to lose weight, because, well, I need to lose 20 pounds, my pants were getting too tight, and I was feeling bloated and sick. And the scale kept on creeping up. And I know that it's a super slippery slope, that if I didn't nip my behaviors in the bud, that the scale was going to keep on creeping. So it was time to, it was time to stop my overeating behaviors. And the second area of growth was to or is to grow this podcast and I need to do that by stepping up my marketing efforts, which is tricky for me because I have a lot of blocks towards being visible. I'm not a fan. I'm not a person who loves being in the spotlight. I'm not a fan of putting myself out there. It's really very uncomfortable for me. And this is something that I know I need to work on. And I am telling you, because you guys are now my accountability partners, I will put myself out there more. And while this podcast is growing, I think it can grow more if I actually put myself out there more. So, as I said, so there's the two things, but one is easier than the other. And for me, the easier one is weight loss. And through the process of losing weight, I've learned a few things. So specifically, I really realized of how much I use food and my nightly drink of wine as a way to numb. In the past, I was able to exercise and eat well and lose weight relatively easily. However, that was the past. And what worked for me then is no longer working. So I needed to do something new. So I decided to try the 131 method created by Shalene Johnson. And if you're not familiar with her, she's the woman that created Turbo Kick. And Turbo Kick was this really hot fitness program in the 90s. Uh, she's a petite blonde powerhouse of a woman. I really do admire her on many levels. And since Turbo Kick, she's grown into an entrepreneurial giant. And the 131 method is her latest program based on creating a healthy life via food. And I won't get into the ins and outs of the whole program. But the gist is really about being a detective and discovering which foods harm you and which ones heal you, which foods cause you inflammation and which ones make you feel sick. And which foods of course will help you to lose weight and what is good for you is not necessarily good for me because it's a very personal thing isn't it always anyways for me that I noticed every time I had a glass of wine the scale went up the next day I also noticed that dairy and gluten makes me feel crappy even though that's really sad because I love my wine and cheese and bread and all that uber delicious stuff but I recognize how it makes me feel and I feel so much better when I don't eat those foods. So I've stopped eating that and of course I've cut out sugar and processed foods because we all know that that's junk. The whole program is basically an experiment of trying different ways of eating to see which way is right for you. There are no hardcore rules, but she shares the science behind why certain ways of eating are beneficial for fat loss. And it's actually really interesting. And I've been enjoying the learning component. And I, because it just made me realize like how much I like nutrition and the holistic healing. And this may be a path that I will further explore in the future. So the first month, uh, is basically the keto diet. So high fat, very low carb and moderate protein. And I've been getting my fat primarily from pr- plant sources because I'm not doing dairy. And I'm surprised by my energy and mental clarity. Plus, I'm like not hungry, which also surprises me. And I no longer have headaches and I haven't had any indigestion. So I'm eating in a way that is making me feel physically really quite good. And I am losing weight, which is awesome, but my mood has been up and down like crazy. And for the most part, I've been in a total funk. And so I ask myself, why? Why am I feeling so crappy emotionally? Cause physically, I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good. Well, first of all, it's winter in Canada and I'm not a fan of winter. The lack of light and the cold definitely affect me. And second, the lack of carbs may have an effect because carbs help to make serotonin. And so there may be a serotonin dip in my brain. But despite those two obvious answers, I felt that there was something more. But I couldn't figure out what, because I have mostly everything. I have a loving and supportive husband. I have three beautiful, healthy kids. I'm safe and I'm warm. I have a steady paycheck, so I don't have to worry about finances. I'm healthy. I'm mobile. I live in the first world. Like, I have so many blessings, and I recognize them. But despite me being grateful for all my blessings I have in my life, I was still feeling off. And so this taught me, first of all, that I have been using food and wine as a way to cover these uncomfortable emotions so I didn't have to deal with them. I didn't have to look at them and I didn't have to feel them. So by cutting out the sugary processed foods, by cutting out the carbs, by cutting out the wine, all of a sudden is boom, you got all these feels that you got to feel, girl, And so here I am feeling my feels, but I still don't know why. So what did I do? I had to go inwards and I had to ask my higher self, what the heck is going on? And so the other day, while I was on Facebook, I came across a question in a group. And the question was, I hear all this talk about going inwards as being the answer to solving the ego dilemma. How do you go inwards? Is it just meditation? What is going inwards? Well, for me, going inward is about turning our attention away from the outside world and tuning into the subtle energies of our inner world and paying attention without judgment to our thoughts, feelings, and emotions. It's noticing the tingles and the tension that we feel within Noticing it, allowing it, and seeing what arises. Asking questions to our higher self to see what pops up. And then doing our best to release tension and the block so we can move forward and grow. So I did this. I sat quietly in meditation. And once I got to the state where I could no longer feel my hands, I asked, What do I need? What am I longing for? And one of the first things that came to me was an image of a horse totally random was not expecting a horse to pop up in my mind but I used to love horseback riding and now those memories came to the surface of that sense of freedom and the sense of connection with the horse and the connection with nature And it really was one of my favorite activities to do. So this told me that I needed to have a little bit more fun in my life. And the sense of freedom and the word freedom kept on popping up. And this caused me to realize that I was feeling stuck and I needed to take action again on self-sabotaging behaviors, namely self-sabotaging behaviors that stop me from getting visible. And this is why taking time each day to reconnect to our higher self is so important for our health and well-being. Taking time to connect to spirit or God, whatever you want to call it, so you can see the vision that it has for you. Because so much of the time we are living from our egoic thought system, and when that happens, we generally don't feel so good. So then I guess the next question is, what is the egoic thought system, and what is the ego? Well, that's a bloated question, isn't it? Because there are so many interpretations of what the ego actually is. Different spiritual texts and different psychological ideas have, you know, tried to explain what it is, but it's super abstract. But really, the overall, it's, the ego is the source of our individuality. Since it is so abstract, I thought about how would I explain the ego to my children, especially when I see my son in particular, making a lot of choices stemming from his ego. And so this is what I came up with. Personally, I define the ego as the house for individuality. It is the walls around the big I am to make the small I am. So if you can, just imagine a circle, right? It's one whole shape. So now imagine a line going down the center of it. All of a sudden, you've created a wall or a barrier, and now it's no longer whole. You have two separate shapes, and the ego kind of does the same thing. The ego is the mechanism that allows us to feel separate from the whole. It's the walls that surround our psyche. It's the borders put up to separate us and individualize us. Now, this can be seen as a bad thing because these boundaries causes us to perceive ourselves apart from the oneness of God. But personally, I see it as necessary, because without it, we wouldn't be able to function on this level. It helps us to make sense of the world, and it gives you a sense of individuality. The ego helps to ground you and gives you boundaries. Without it, we would be constantly connected to the collective, and it would be difficult to navigate the material world. But the problem lies when we are too separated. And we are con, and when we are constantly involved in our ego, and let's face it, that's re- the reality is that's most of us, most of the time, we are completely and utterly at the mercy of our ego. But in order to kind of disconnect from our egoic thought system is that we need to look at how the ego is built. And our ego walls are built with the help of those who raise us. It's our parents, our community, our culture, our society. And the more defined and rigorous the barriers, the thicker the ego. And as we grow, we decorate our walls with various ideas and stories that our family and society have placed upon us. The walls form our belief system and how we view the world, and how we see ourselves. We decorate our walls with what we see often and hear often. Plus, every trauma that we endure causes us to thicken our walls as a way to protect us. So our eagle walls are built for identification and separation, and then they are enforced for protection. So we experience life through these walls. All information gets filtered through them. It's why we are literally in our own worlds. And our perception of the outside world is a projection of our internal world because everything gets filtered through our eagle walls. We are always looking through them, through the images and the ideas that we have projected onto the self-imposed boundaries. And once you realize this, that our walls are created through repeated thoughts and stories that you tell yourself, it's easier to break the barriers down so you can step out and reconnect to your true self and hear and see the wisdom that it can provide. And there are so many ways to do this, how to reconnect to your inner world, because it's really anything that allows you to be fully still and present. The Bible passage, be still and know that I am God, says it best. For me, it's daily meditation that allows me to do this. For you, it may be a walk in the woods, or through writing, or through listening to music, or through going for a run, or through dancing. It may be connecting with nature. It may be hanging out with your husband. It may be playing with your children. As with most things, it's deeply personal. And you kind of have to be a detective and make a commitment to find what works for you. So you too can hear what your heart needs and wants. And then once you know that, you got to take action. But that's a whole other podcast episode. I'm not going to talk about action in this episode. Next one, I will talk about the importance of taking action and to stop self-sabotaging behavior because that's what I need to work on. And so I ask you, how do you reconnect to your inner self? How do you tap in and go within and hear what you need to hear. Do you have a morning ritual that allows you to do this? I'm curious, what do you do? Email me at hello at simply because I'm curious. And maybe if there's enough response, maybe I'll I'll throw together a Facebook group or something. Maybe we'll see. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, then please take a minute to rate and review it. Or if you have a friend that you think could, you know, use this podcast, then please share it with them. Thank you so much for being here in light and love. I'll see you next week.